Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And this week, as we teased, we did make it happen. We have a very special guest, one of our favorite people in the Packersphere, you know him from Cheesehead TV and a, a ton of other places, but it's it's Aaron Agler. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on PAX, what she said. Look at this juggernaut podcast <laughs> taking on the Packers blogosphere. I love it. I love it. So happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. It's been too long. Been gotta, too long. Yeah, we got to make this a regular thing. I'm um, down with that. I'm down with that. We... Wanted to have you on because you just got back from Indianapolis. I did. Um, I saw your, you know, have to must post New York City skyline whenever you return to New York, just like a true New Yorker must. Gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. Um, Relatable. I was like, oh, he's back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gotta let the people know that you're back in New York. I am back on New York. You were in Indy for the combine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. So neither Maggie or Maggie, you've never been, right? No. no. So neither of us have been, and I'm sure a lot of people listening haven't either. So like before we dive into players, et cetera, like can you just like give everybody listening like lay of the land, like what's the combine like, like days, schedule, vibe. I hear right. it's like a lot of socializing, a lot of like yeah. you know, like off camera stuff. Yeah. So right. <laughs> right. I will say I think it's interesting because it really depends on what you're there for. I, I there's zero question that the most valuable networking stuff happens late at night in the bars and in the restaurants and what have you. And some of that is kind of predetermined as far as, Hey, you want to grab a, a beer or you want to grab a, a you want to have dinner together. Cause that happens. I had a dinner with a couple agents and 
Uh, you definitely, you know, meet people or run into people. There's lots of people I know in the business that I see out and um, people who work for the Packers or other teams from back in my days when I was a Sports Illustrator or a Bleacher Report and covering the league. You, you end up knowing a lot of people, right? So you do kind of get into a rhythm and a groove where during the day, yes, you're and they've changed it over the years. But now for the last few years, last number of years, it's been, you know, during the day you are in the convention center. It used to be you were in Lucas Oil, but now you're in the convention center all day and they have two separate spots. One is a humongous ballroom where they have tons of tables set up for basically the print media. It's lots of people who work for newspapers or websites who only need to write. Um, and it's very quiet in there. Uh, and then there's another section where they host all the interviews for all the prospects, all the coaches, GMs. And alongside that, they have kind of a mini radio row, which has actually grown quite a bit over the last kind of 10 years or so, um, very much like they have at the Super Bowl. And that's kind of telling, right? That's the whole point of the combine now from the NFL's perspective, because Look, the the I understand lots of people kind of poo-poo or dismiss or scoff at the combine and the event of it, right? And the television programming of it, because that is what the NFL wants. It wants a tentpole event in the middle of the offseason that isn't obviously it's not going to be as big as the draft, but it certainly drives eyeballs and it certainly drives interest. And the more of that, the better. They have the shortest, or I'm sorry, the longest offseason of any major sport. They yeah. want their their kind of brand in the headlines as much as possible. And the combine allows them to do that. Uh, but on the ground, when you're there covering it, it is really easy to kind of remember that, look, the teams are there to kind of fill out a spreadsheet, right? It's information gathering. You know, all that athletic testing, the 40s, the three-cone drill, all of it is just, you know, putting information in a box. That's all they're doing. Um, the big part of it is what you're you know, talking about there, the networking, getting the scuttlebutt, getting kind of like who's doing what. And you hear from teams and you hear from players and agents and what have you. Uh, and it all kind of gets thrown into the mix where I think we've already seen coming out of it. You do get some headlines kind of head scratching like, oh, this is what I'm hearing in Indy. OK, but who did you hear it from? Yeah, uh, I think any right. kind of any of that rumor mongering that you hear coming out of Indy, you do have to take with a grain of salt. But on the flip side, when you start next week where they have the you know negotiating window that opens up on Monday and inevitably we see deals signed the moment that happens, like I think it's at noon. Right. And then at 1201, so and so has agreed with the Colts on a four year deal. Well, I guarantee you that conversation began during the combine in those bars, in those restaurants, between agents and personnel people. So it's just a great kind of vibe for a week for the NFL world. Some of it's more important than others, but uh, there's no doubt that it is important on the NFL landscape. Just, so you're saying that Tom Brady actually is unretiring and playing with the Miami Dolphins? That's one of those that I would say put a grain of salt next to it. That's all, right, all I'm checking. saying. That's all, right. all I'm saying. Yeah. Nice one, Meg. I have so many questions. It's just such an interesting event to me because you're right. There is like what the fans get, which is yeah. like you turn it on and you get to watch and you're scrolling through Twitter and you get all these like highlight reels of like players who run a really fast 40 or like that tight end who had that crazy catch that I can't remember his name at the moment. Darnell Washington. And, thank Washington, you, Darnell yeah. Washington. That was and like art. Like, the still of that. It was crazy. It was it, yeah. 
And it's fun because it's been like this drought since the Super Bowl and even longer for fans who didn't have playoff football. <laughs> of like, oh, my God, football activities. This is so exciting. But like at the same time, like this is kind of a, just a business like status quo. Oh, it's a business right? meeting. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you get like, you know, Goot has to go up there and give his presser. And he's probably dreading it because he knows exactly what kind of questions he's going to get. And <laughs> right. um and all that. So it's interesting to hear that there's, I like that there's like a little radio row and it's growing. It sounds like the, NFL's Oh like yeah. I mean, it was, new, it was kind of non yeah. I want to say it was kind of non-existent even five years ago. I mean, there were, yeah. it was very minimal, like a few tables. And now it is, it is very much like radio. Obviously it's nowhere near as big as the Super Bowl, but there are all, lots of the teams have their kind of digital people. There tons of radio stations set up there for the week and, I'm telling you, man, I wish the Packers would do it. That'd be great. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a growing, burgeoning kind of scene because, look, uh, I think you've hit it, the nail on the head. It is a bit of a drought, right? You've gone, what, 19 weeks, 20 weeks in a row with football, maybe even more. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's nothing. And I know the XFL is kicking off and whatever. But as far as NFL football, you've got nothing It's like going through withdrawals. And then suddenly, <laughs> bang, there it is. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right getting ready for the draft it's in that aspect it's great it's perfect do the coaches and i'm i i did see i don't know if this was just packer specific but it seemed like it was more you know league-wide that less and less coaches are going because they just get the tape and so it's yeah. like you're going like because the interviews you want to meet with these players in person right now covid's over you don't do these zoom interviews anymore like you get to go and have those interviews and the players now have to like speak to the media but like everything else, like Matt can just get the film and he doesn't really need to be there. Was that like as prevalent or is that just a Packer thing? It's been coming for a while now. That's been it's funny because there's a clip of me asking Goody about it last year because Sean McVay had stayed away last season. And that was after a few other staffs had stayed away. And I said, like, do you value what Matt does here? And, you know, Brian gave his best, you know, kind of, I don't want to say BS answer, but he did say, oh, we really value what they do here. Now you fast forward to this season and it's like, oh, Matt and his staff are staying home. Right. I do get it. I think there's a lot more value in whatever they're doing kind of scheme wise, right? Uh, Self-scouting wise at 1265 Lombardi, rather than I understand that it's, it is valuable for these guys to get some face to face time with these prospects, but ultimately they're not the ones making the decisions. The personnel group are the people that are putting together the draft board and making the call Goody essentially making the call to draft these kids. And it's like, great. I hope you had a nice time. I hope you had a nice connection with the kid, but ultimately regardless of whatever your personal feelings are about the guy as a coach, you're going to have to coach whoever they draft. Whoever they pick, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and there's still a little bit of it. Goody mentioned when we talked to him that, there's still Zoom interviews and some of the uh, kind of 45 uh, official visits, et cetera. And the staff, the coaching staff will be involved with some of that. But, you know, traditionally in the past, the coaches had been down on the field during some of the informal stuff prior to the warmups and uh, sorry, the workouts. And now, you know, the area scouts and some of the lower end personnel people are doing those. The staff will still have an opportunity a little bit, but ultimately, Really, outside of the face-to-face -face stuff, do the coaches have – is there any benefit in them sitting there at Lucas Oil Stadium watching these guys run the 40, do a three-cone drill, watch a quarterback throw, whatever? You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. a, it's a week of these guys being away from the facility and being in those bars and restaurants I was talking about and really not doing much else. And they're not yeah. and they're being kind of put behind on the projects they want to do or need to do back at the facility. So, yeah. like I and said, I, I it felt like it was headed this way for a while. Yeah, they still get pro days, right? Like they can pick and choose kind of like, okay, these guys we want to go. Very like I'm so. sure like there'll be more staff at like Georgia's pro day. And I like- will say, I will say the one I'll, I'll, ex- my expectation is that we'll probably, because like you said, Perry, like it's kind of seems to be headed this way league wide as more and more teams do this. I think the NFL will mandate that the head coaches show up because it is a tell, it is a television show, you know, yeah. and GMs aren't, on camera on the sideline week after week. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Those coaches, those head coaches, they're they're television stars. They are TV facing guys who, for better or worse, they're the face of your franchise. They're the face of your team. And to not have those guys in those sessions answering those questions, just quote being on the television for NFL Network and others, that I don't think the league like the league will like that as it kind of expands. That's yeah. why so I expect they'll make the head coaches show up. I'm sure Matt will love that. He yeah, will he'll, he'll, he'll the really, he'll really love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and they'll still do the in-person, like where the guys go up to to visit at the stadium, yep. right? They invite Absolutely. players up. So there's plenty 100%. of time. But yeah, it is it is a little bit, and it's funny you're saying that I'm like thinking about like reality TV, like producers of reality TV shows are like, but we have to get them all in a room. A hundred percent. Stuff is going to happen when we get them all in a room. It's a television <laughs> show. I'm telling you, that's a big part of it. That is, that is a bigger and bigger driver. And that's the reason why it sucks. But next year is the last year that Indy is contracted to have the combine. They're going to start moving it. And I have zero doubt it's going to be that. in LA. And then eventually it. it'll go to other places because they've had such success with that, with the draft and I don't think it'll be as big as the draft, but if you're getting 250,000 people in Philadelphia for the draft, you'll get a decent sized crowd for wherever the combine ends up. <laughs> you see Mark Murphy hopes hosting the combine at the rush center. And like, <laughs> they have like the media come. I tell you what, there'd that. probably be a better chance of green Bay getting the combine than there is of them getting the draft at this point, just yeah, because the draft like is so huge. Yeah. Maybe it's like, look, we can do this. Maybe if we can prove we can do this, then maybe we can now, get the Maybe draft. that leads to them getting the draft. I would hope so. And I know they really want the draft and they thought wow. they were close a couple of times, but the bigger that event gets, the harder it's going to be for the Packers to sell the league on it. They got to get some more uh, housing up there. A lot of hotels. A yeah. lot of hotels. Yeah. Mag, any, uh, any questions on your end? Yeah, so I was just going to ask before we dive into like players and position groups, you know, at the Combine – Obviously, we have no news on Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going on with that. You know, the darkness retreat didn't yield any answers for us at this point. We're still um, in the dark. But d- <laughs> that was clever. Good job, Perry. Um, but, <laughs> but do you think the draft strategy at all changes? You know, and let's not even count picks in this. Whoever right. is the quarterback, Rodgers or Love, or uh, maybe they draft someone in the top 15, does the draft strategy look different depending on who's throwing the football in Green Bay? It's interesting because I, you want to say no, right? Because the idea being that you want to build the best team possible, collect the best players, regardless of who the quarterback is. I will say, though, I do think it changes a little bit if Jordan is your quarterback, simply because that means that Aaron has been traded, right? And because of that trade, your 
ability to go get guys in free agency is de- not deeply, but significantly yeah. hampered. Yeah. You know, the, the cap hit from trading Rogers is significant and really lessens your ability to work in free agency. So I would suspect, and I don't know if it like, uh, you know, if it pushes, maybe it, it, it kind of manifests itself most likely if there are two guys with similar grades, I think you're going with a guy who's played a lot and who can maybe hopefully hit the ground running a little bit more than some smaller school prospect or a guy who doesn't have a ton of production, you probably go with the guy who can help you right away simply because you're going to have to help your young quarterback. And that's like, I think that's the one area where it may make a difference, but ultimately I would suspect the way the Packers view the draft, it's a long-term investment. They don't want to be too reactionary in the sense of, okay, we've got to draft this because we've got this young guy at QB and you know, that, domino falls and i just don't think they're gonna look at it that way but i do think like i said it could be a potential tiebreaker if they have similar grades on guys i feel like they really do like best player available like they yeah. really really stick to that so i agree they try i mean sometimes it's you know, yeah it's always like, best player available at a position of need right but I, mean, I we do all agree with you that like from a developmental standpoint like could i see if jordan's under center. But I even feel like this way with Rogers, right? If they're going all in, they want their guys right now to contribute immediately. So they're not going to go with a Rashawn Gary type edge rusher who needs two seasons to go. You know, they're going to go with a guy who's like ready to go. It's kind of how I feel too, but I actually don't know if I feel like that changes because you're either all in and like, this is the last season that you're trying to get to the Super Bowl with this man or you have the new guy and you need support for him. I think, I think there's something too, though, to be said, like even, you know, whatever happens with your draft strategy, like yes, Aaron Rodgers has always said that people come to green Bay to play with him. But if Aaron Rodgers leaves, like look at Bud Dupree, (laughs) like are there free agents now that are going to say like, yes, let me go to a Packers team that has this completely unproven commodity at quarterback. And they're looking at, you know, a a rebuild. Whereas if that's a really good point, you're That's like, really hey, maybe this is the year they go all in and we can come play with Aaron Rodgers for a year and then just continuously kick the can down the road. Like, what does that do to your free agency? Yeah. If is it's already guy? not exactly the destination. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, money no, what are you talking about? Sorry. Like, money talks right but the packers don't really have much of that either (laughs) well that's the thing that's what i mean like (laughs) in the sense that if aaron is there they have a little bit more to play with yeah but has aaron really been a pull like come on has aaron no what's so funny is like who are the two big names that have come while he's there like specifically cited him in their like introductory press conference martellus bennett and jimmy graham Graham, (laughs) both of who flamed out or were less than inspiring yes correct yeah i would really love i mean not to divert too much away from the combine, but like I personally would just like to see the Packers get younger. So if they're going to go after free agents, like I'm not looking, I'd I'd be a little disappointed if they're, if like they sign Allen Robinson, like, I'm just like, we're going to do this again. Like we're going to do the same thing again. The thing is it's all, it's all cost though. Right. Like, of course you'd love someone younger, but if you can get someone on the cheap, and so yeah, he's played in the league. You need a veteran, or they want a veteran. They've said that, right? So it's funny because I put that out there today. My yes, no, maybe. And Allen Robinson was a maybe. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I don't think they're going to spend big money on the guy. And yeah, does he look washed a little bit? But if he's cheap labor and his guy who's played in the league and a guy, by the way, who they've had interest in before. Yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. it came down to the Packers and the Bears, and he chose the Bears. 
So it's, there's decision. history there, you know. What a very weird decision. I'll take I'll take Robert Woods if we're going to talk about. Uh... I'm down with that too. That's another maybe, a hundred percent. But again, it comes down <laughs> it comes down to the the price. It comes yeah. down to can they work some because everyone's like it's so funny because everyone's like kills the Sammy Watkins signing for good reason. He flamed out. He wasn't he, pretty much what you expected. He couldn't stay healthy, etc. But man, they got him for peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. So of course that you know that signing made sense. I get it. It was the lowest risk. Like it's, it's not like they've got much more to play with this offseason. Yeah. So before we go into the prospects, mm-hmm. like you're out there, you're hearing things, you're in the bars, oh, I assume. Like anything any like rumors or news that you got at the combine any either it's been already like put out there into the twitterverse or not that you like not the stuff that you take with a grain of salt and stuff you're like "Mm, this might have like legs to it nothing substantial uh you know a a lot of people guessing about aaron's future but that's it's all guessing i'm sure it's a lot of guesswork and uh, like to aaron's point you know if you're not in the inner circle you don't know like it's funny because i talked to someone from athletes first that's Aaron's agency. And even in the building, they're like, we have no idea. Like, I'm yeah. sure like David Dunn has an idea, but that's about it. You know, so there was a lot of that. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A lot of speculation about... uh, Goody and what he will do with their free agents, because I think that's the other thing that kind of gets lost here. has gotten lost a little bit. Um, and just because it, it's Aaron Rodgers, he's so important, what have you. But man, there are still a number of guys that they could resign prior to next week. Like they could resign any one of those guys prior to yeah. all their pending free agents. Keyshawn Nixon is a pretty damn important dude yeah. who is the, completely off the radar at this point, like headline wise. Right. So, there was a lot of that, like the Alan Lazar, the Keyshawn Nixon, even Robert Tunyon, Adrian Amos, the guys who have been with the team have been pretty damn important for the team. What are their futures going to look like? But outside of that, nothing too juicy, nothing too uh, – like last year I got the, the Jair uh, news that they were going to extend him. But the Packers are in such a spot where everything's about restructuring and all that was already out on the table. Like Brian literally said, we're going to restructure everybody, and they basically have. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Outside of that, and those kind of people just guessing a lot about what Aaron's future is going to be, just wasn't a whole lot of juicy uh, stuff to sink your teeth into this week. Well, it's hard when you have little little wiggle room. Um, exactly. I was a little surprised that they didn't extend Kenny. I thought the restructure would come with a little extension. Extension, right. Right. Um, so I am a little surprised. Not that that couldn't still happen um, at some point this this anytime. Well, I mean, I think Kenny's but... coming off a year, a pretty inconsistent season. So I can't say I'm too surprised. You know, you, there was a stretch there, three or four week stretch where 
you know, he was he was given lots of one on one opportunities and wasn't really his kind of old dominant quick twitch causing yeah. havoc self, you know. So maybe that that might play something into it, you know. The idea, and I do think they'll probably get some relief with uh, an extension with Rashawn Gary. And I know he's dealing with the knee injury, but that's a foregone conclusion that that's going to happen. So there's yeah. something there that could happen. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they even do something with Savage. I mean, that'd be, that'd be not the craziest thing. Like maybe they give him a two year extension or something like that just to get his cap hit down. Yeah. Or trade him with Rogers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throw him in there. Um, and that safety spot would get real interesting if that happened. Oh God, yeah. Safety spots already interesting. Okay. So Truly. we've already segued beautifully here because the safeties were slow. Um, <laughs> they were slow. Did you see their 40 times? They were yeah, slow. It, was, um, it, was, it was less than, less than inspiring. Let's put yeah. it that way. So, Position group. I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear what the Packers' needs are. Um, it's been talked about on our show and other shows ad nauseum, right? Edge, safety, tight end. I think offensive line is probably in there as well. Always want to beef up the defensive line, just like your normal, right? I would love the Packers to draft a slot receiver because they don't have a single one on the roster at the current moment. Um, but like, from your perspective, and I know we talked pre-show, like you're not like the big college football X's and O's guys, but I am not position groups that like stood out, you know, players that you really liked. If you want to throw names out there, it's kind of like open because you were there. Um, open it up to you to give us what you saw. Sure. For the for the Packers, I mean, look, I know lots of people are talking about tight end. That is a spot that they need help. There's no doubt about it. The whole room is going to be very interesting. I love Dalton Kincaid. I, I know Daniel Jeremiah had him going to the Packers at 15. I would be shocked if the Packers used the 15th overall pick on a tight end. But I tell you what, what I love about this guy is he just catches everything. And it's funny coming out of the combine. I do think there's a, a pass catcher that um, the Packers could potentially look at in uh, Rice out of SMU who is not a guy, uh, Rasheed Rice, who is not a guy who I was overtly familiar with, but because he tested so well, I kind of went back and looked at his stuff, and I'm like, okay, I could see that. Um, but overall, it's interesting. Tight end and wide receiver, and I'll throw safety in there too, are, are positions where um, the Packers could go any which way. Safety and wide receiver, those groups were so much stronger last year, and the Packers, I know, took Kareem. Tariq Carpenter, but it's not like they have a lot on offer that's much better than what they had last season. And it's like kind of a continuation of a theme when you think about not trading Rodgers, not drafting these positions that were like um, really kind of on offer. Um, Clearly, like tight end, it's a strong group this year. But I do wonder like how the draft falls. I don't know. Like a couple of years ago, when they drafted Jordan Love, that's a really strong wide receiver class, right? But Brian talks about how well we got to day three and like everybody, or day even late day two, and everybody was gone that we like felt comfortable taking. I don't know. It's like you can all talk about the strength of a draft class as far as positionally, and it really is such a fluid thing. The day of the draft, the days of the draft, just because it's a strong class doesn't mean you're going to end up with one of those guys that makes sense when you're on the clock like 
essentially, I want to I want to take the best player available. Perry, you talked about it before. They really kind of try to stick to that as much as possible. I just get the sense that, yeah, there's these great kind of depths of, of talent, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. I mean, Perry and I had like, you know, the laundry list of safeties last year and we were like, there's, you know, six really good ones that can go in, you know, <laughs> arguably the top 50. They got to take someone, right? right? And they didn't, but... <laughs> Um, Maggie's just bitter about Jaquan Brisker like forever. Right, right. I will die on no, that hill. And I have it. another safety who I'm obsessed with, enamored with, and he's probably going to go to the Lions. So I don't want to talk about it. But who's I that? Have a, uh, Sydney Brown. Oh, okay. Illinois. He's, I like Anthony Johnson. Have you seen him? He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. He, I know that's a guy. He's, he's yeah. Good. Like, he, I just think, yeah. I think he'd be fun. But again, I, I just, Maybe, yes, you're right. The safety class is slow, but, I mean, you're kind of driven by necessity at some point. Sydney Brown. Yeah. Right? Perry. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, but, but really quick. So wrapping up kind of the tight ends, I did have this thought while we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that there's some guys that are waiting to make their decision until we hear about Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? Like, do you think there's a world where Mercedes Lewis says, hey, Matt LaFleur wants me. I'm not ready to retire yet. I'm going to play one year with Jordan Love. Or do you think some of these guys are like, hey, I'm here because of Rodgers, like a Randall Cobb. Would Randall Cobb come back to be the Packers slot receiver if Jordan Love is throwing him the football and not Rodgers? I'd be absolutely shocked. I'd be shocked on either one of those. I think both of those guys are tied to Rodgers, and I think right. the two of them are probably more tied than anybody else. You know, I mean, clearly, Al Lazard's going to go wherever the money is, right? At this point, yeah. this is his one shot to kind of strike, to get the money. Yeah. you know, to get out in the market and get a deal, a significant deal. Um, but yeah, for Big Dog and and Randall, I gotta think that's all about Aaron. I can't see Big Dog coming back and doing what he's been doing as far as being a role player. And I mean, hell, Rogers has said point blank that wherever he ends up, that's where he wants Big Dog to be. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that if he got traded to the Jets, that Mercedes would follow him. And who knows? Maybe Joe Douglas would be amiable to that. I don't know. But yeah, I think those two guys in particular are very tied to Rogers. Yeah. I mean, I think the younger guys, it's a little bit different story, right? Like Tunyon, like he could test yes. the market. He didn't have that great of a year. And mm-hmm. if it turns out that Green Bay is offering him the best deal, he's probably going to be back. I think Allen's the same. I think Allen has a better market for himself than Tunyon yeah. does at this point, right? Because he kind of proved that he could be a one. He had a really great season. He's an amazing blocking wide receiver. Like he can be used in so many different ways, but like, I don't know if they're as tied as the guys who are like, like Randall could just hang it up. Like you could say, I yeah. love that I ended up my, ended my career in Green Bay where I started my guys somewhere else. Like I'm done. Like it's just very, there's a lot more variables I'd say that to those two than the younger free agents. Totally agree. And on the Tunyon thing, I, I suspect, I, I just think he's more valuable in Green Bay than anywhere else in the league at this point. Coming off that injury, you know, that first half of the season, you mentioned he was, you know, not incredibly productive, but I thought the last kind of month, the last five games or so, he looked really good. I thought he was starting to round back into shape and really kind of starting to look like the guy who had been so productive a year before. Yeah. Um, and look, I think that the Packers recognize that they probably are comfortable saying, yeah, go ahead and hit free agency. And if you don't find, you know, if a market doesn't materialize that you think is you know worth it or that you like, We'd love to have you back at our number, whatever that might be. Yeah. It's obviously yeah. going to be Packers friendly, but because I do think Bobby can still help this team. Mm-hmm. Bobby can still work yeah. at this offense, regardless of who the quarterback is. 
And if you're looking at like the just pass catchers, if you will, as a holistic room, that's your vet pretty much at this yes, point. Right? So yep. he's not a wide receiver, but he's been around the block. And-, you, and if you bring him back and then you add one of these kids, one of these guys in the mm-hmm. draft class, I mean, you're starting to cook, man. I like yeah, that exactly. Idea. I really like the tight end group this year. It's a good year, as my dad put it to me the other day. Good year <laughs> to meet a few of them. Um, right. But I think 15 is super rich. Yeah, I guess I'll be shocked. Super like rich. I said, like, I know DJ had Kincaid back. going at 15. I'll be shocked. I mean, I love Darnell Washington in a Packers uniform. I would yes. absolutely freaking yes. love it. But am I spending the 15th overall pick on it? I mean, that's premium, right? That's That's blue chip. That's real rich. That's real rich. And the Packers are known to move around the board on draft day. They're not, I mean, they almost always do. So I think it depends on. Hey, I can't believe we've gone this far. And I haven't commented on the fact that two years ago, you guys had Eric Stokes in the first round. Last year, (laughs) Perry's dropping it on Twitter that they're going to take two defensive players in the first round and a wide receiver in the second round. Like, can I just ask, what are the Packers going to do in the draft this year? Because it seems like you guys got the answers here. I think we just like pay attention to their patterns, right? The Packers have like very, very clear draft patterns. So they're taking Nolan Smith. (laughs) Georgia. Very fair. High Rass. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Right. They love their high Rass. They have the premium positions that they like in the first round. And that's why I think they're not going to take a tight end. I totally agree. They like, I wouldn't be surprised. I think edge is edge or tackle or where they're going to go. I totally agree. But at the same time, like, they've hit so well on tackles in the back end of the draft that like maybe not. And quite frankly, they have a pretty like solid cornerback room at this point, but like, could they take another defensive back that high? Sure. Like I, it just, none of that would surprise me taking a tight end at 15 would shock me. Maybe they trade back into the twenties. They have some room again, if Rogers is on the team versus not, it totally changes how many picks that they have, but it just feels very non Packers way to take a tight end. As much as I would love like a Michael Mayer as a Packer. (laughs) Right. And your dad. (laughs) That's his draft crush through and through has been since like the, this college season. Love it. Um, But in terms of other areas, I mean, like I said, I think edge is where they go. What are your thoughts? I think edge is a possibility. I'll tell you what, and I just did a, a short for our YouTube channel about this. I think they take a quarterback on day two. You think they maybe, take a quarterback? Maybe day three, but I'm telling you, the best time to find a quarterback is when you don't need one. You're about to turn the page regardless, whether Rodgers is back this year for another year or not. They need a quarterback if they are going to be turning this page eventually, which they are. Father Time is undefeated. And look, you've been throwing away third-round picks for like a decade. <laughs> Why not take a quarterback? I mean, think about Ron Wolf back to be bad. But not necessarily. Maybe that would be the outlier. I'm just saying, like, what do you got to lose when you've just consistently been absolutely blowing your third-round pick year after year after year? Like, think about Ron Wolf with Matt Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Aaron Brooks. I mean, those were all guys taken while Brett Favre was in town. You know, Ted Thompson took two guys the year he was turning to Aaron Rodgers. And if they're turning to Jordan Love, go get a guy that you can develop and put behind Jordan. 
I just think the position is so valuable. I don't ever want to see the Packers in a spot where, you know, the 49ers were in the NFC Championship game, you know, where you're the cascading hell of trying to pull some kind of like concession stand worker out of the stands to go play quarterback. <laughs> um, look at uh, XFL legend Brett Hundley. There you go. There you um, go. No, but I mean, I think that's interesting that you bring that up because I my thought process has been if the Packers transition to Jordan Love, they're bringing in a vet in free agency to back him up. I don't know if you want Jordan Love to be backed up by a rookie is my thought. Like maybe you want somebody. Aaron was backed up by Matt Flynn. That's true. I mean, it's just you're developing these guys. They're just it's such a valuable position. And that's not to say that they wouldn't. I think you're right. If the fit was there and it worked monetarily. But that's the other thing. Like, who are you getting that's going to be worth anything that you're going to pay and sit behind your young guy when you've got very minimal cap space. I just think the cheap labor is in the draft, right? And you want to develop quarterbacks. That's, hey, who uh, Max Duggan's my guy, but uh, I I love it. I I just think a quarterback is a sleeper in this draft. I really think it's a possibility. That's Bennett in the sixth round. was. There you go. Now now you're cooking with gas. There we go. Any other combine news, Nagler? Any other things that we we got to know? Nothing hot, nothing crazy. No, just a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of talking. Yeah, um, fair. I will I will say, uh, it was fun to hear people kind of just. I mean, everybody. It's not. I mean, everybody has an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do in the league, around the league, with a team, with an agency, with a marketing group, with a financial firm. Ever or with your Uber driver. <laughs> everybody's got an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. So. Everyone keeps asking me, and I'm like, if if I knew, do you think that I would like, you think so like, like, <laughs> you know, if you said, if I was in the inner circle, do you think I'd be talking to you right now? <laughs> I wouldn't be in the inner circle if I was telling my random coworker who wants to know. Exactly. Thousand percent. Oh boy. So good. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, Maggie, any final thoughts? I'm just, I mean, I always have a hard time like diving into the draft and the combine hits. And I don't know, there's something about fast guys running 40s that I'm just like, all right, I'm ready now. It, it feels like a nice rollover between it's the, the time to start diving in. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm all about like finding out who these guys are from this moment on. Like before this, it's, I, mean, I got a life, man. I got stuff to do. But now, yeah, the draft is. You know, coming up late April, let's go. Let's let's start diving in. So it's I'm easier right because they right. really set the stage for you. Like I'm not a college football watcher, so right. it feels very daunting, very overwhelming to try to like dive into these like, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players That's who are thing, right. glaring right. versus the combine gives you like this set, right? Here are the guys for you to have your eye on, here are the guys that stand out, and then you can kind of like spread your wings from there. It's good. Well, here's here's my thing, and I'm, since we're on a Packers podcast, this is this is my gripe, right? Especially because of the the explosion of draft coverage and exactly what we're talking about here, like all of this stuff that gets produced prior to the combine, let alone after the combine. 
so many people enter the draft with their convictions, right? And their opinions and what the Packers should do or shouldn't do. And I'm like, I don't care about anything they've done in college. The draft is about projection. It's about mm-hmm. what you're going to do in the league and what your growth pattern is going to be and who you're going to be playing with. What's the scheme? Who's your coach? What's the guy next to you doing? Like, who are your teammates? What are you being asked to do? It's that old Bill Belichick thing. Don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. And so much of draft coverage turns into, well, they should have done that, or they should have done this, or they should have taken that guy, or blah, blah, blah. And then that colors the perception of the player throughout their tenure. Where it's like, fine, yes, should someone else have been taken? Would there have been a better outcome? Is there a more, was there a more optical, optical pick, optimal pick in that situation? Sure. I have zero doubt you're correct. Oh, wise draft, Nick. I get it. I mean, hindsight is always 2020. Always. But the moment that these guys become Green Bay Packers, I'm all in. So it's like, until the draft occurs and they actually select people, like, I just don't want to get too attached to any of these guys. Because, yeah, I do have my crushes, and I do have guys that I – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David Montgomery, forever the worst, because I loved him as a player, and then he got drafted by the Bears. I mean, every Packers fan and their mother wanted Justin Jefferson, and, like, look how that turned out. So, this is my point. So yeah. when they become Green Bay Packers, that's when I dive in deep. Before that, eh, Yeah, I feel this. similarly. I've had a bunch of draft – crushes one has turned into a packer he That's is a good one to have forever my favorite yes. one. not that um, one well well done i have gone downhill because that was my first draft i really like oh and you were like this is what it's like and i was like "Ooh, i'm good at this and i was like no i'm not good at this because ne- the next year i like loved kenneth murray so here we are yeah, um yeah I will say I was pretty excited about Jordan Love, so I hope he becomes a Hall You were. We have video evidence of that on the Chisa <laughs> TV. Uh, but I agree market. with you, Nagler. Like, I'm very much in the camp now where like, I can't wait to see who they pick. I'm going to convince myself that it was a good choice pretty much regardless, and I'm going to dive into them, and I'm going to make sure as a fan that I root for them to succeed because why would I do it? Why would you do anything way? else? Exactly. I will say this all started – because I was very much like, got to watch all these guys. Look at all their tape and blah, blah, blah. And then when the Packers would make a selection, I'd be, oh, that's terrible. They should have drafted that guy. Because I'll never forget, there was a linebacker whose name I don't even remember anymore, uh, <laughs> who I wanted desperately when they took, they ended up taking Kenny Clark. And I was so mad that they didn't take my guy. And then Kenny Clark is now like one of my favorite players on the team. So yeah. it's like at that point, when Kenny started kind of emerging, I was like, all right, Aaron, just let it go. Like, you know, like these are professionals. We're all hobbyists. And I understand, like, I'm not saying that people can't be right. That's my point. Like they, you can be right, but that doesn't augment you on Sundays when you're having a beer, watching the game. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's just much better for me if I don't get too attached to these guys before they become Green Bay Packers. That's why I try to make my, uh, my list of players that I like in the, in the later rounds, like, I, right. Like David yes. Dillon, that was fun. Yep. Romeo Dobbs has been fun, but yep. liking players in the first round has never panned out for me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to give up. I've doing been that. hurt, says Maggie. I've been hurt. Been um, hurt. Really quickly before we wrap up, obviously there was a, li- a little bit of breaking news today. Derek Carr signed with the Saints. We had Geno Smith mm-hmm. sign an extension with the Seahawks. So curious, just your quick thoughts on what that does for the QB landscape now that the NFC is having some 
solidification at the quarterback position. I will say one more thing just broke Okay, three minutes ago that it very much looks like the Ravens are going to tag Lamar Jackson. Okay. Deal is yeah, it was kind of headed that way. I'm the whole the whole I hate it for thing. him, but yeah. I do and I don't. I mean, maybe he plays it like Kirk did, you know, right. three years and in a row and just keeps getting exponentially better, and he makes a boatload of money, and then gets out and gets a fully guaranteed deal with somebody else. Who knows? Um, I do. I will say, I don't think he's doing himself any favors not having an agent, but that's neither here nor there. Um, ultimately, it's I don't think it's anything too surprising because don't forget. Derek Carr's people and, and the Saints had a framework in place for a trade with the Raiders uh, you know, back when he was still a Raider. And then that kind of fell apart because they wanted to hit free agency. So I think this has always kind of been headed that way. And I think most people kind of knew that. Um, I know the Jets might maybe to the surprise of the Jets, but I, I don't think and, – and Gino obviously had a great year in Seattle – I'm not surprised they ended up paying him because they, they've got a way of working there in Seattle. Pete, he's got a, a way of kind of offensive approach that I think suits Gino really well. So I don't think anything there is too big of a surprise. We're all waiting for Aaron. Like I said, during the combine, it's literally the start of every conversation I had. I think most of the league is waiting for that decision and to see how that transpires. Because look, it does change things if Aaron ends up in New York. I will say it is funny to hear all the, uh, you know, possibilities of Brady unretiring yet again, blah, blah, blah. And the Miami dolphins being, have been connected with Brady several times. Look, you thought want to talk about a crazy possibility. Let's throw this one out there. Miami throws out a trade package to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers because they're not convinced that Tua is going to be able to make it through whatever, head trauma, concussion issues he's dealing with, and they just want to hurt the New York Jets. Because, look, you want to talk about an owner who's proven a couple of times now that he is willing to do whatever to do to get whatever he wants or at least attempt to. I mean, Ross has shown, like, the gloves are off. So I'm just saying that could be a possibility. Maybe like like Bradley Chubb and Tyreek. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm sure that'll. I'm sure that'll be on offer. Fair. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Exactly. One. But yeah, I don't think. No, I just think most of these were maybe not predetermined, but I don't think it's any. It's not any shock, right? I don't yeah. think it's like some seismic shift. I think clearly, Aaron's decision will play a big part in whatever transpires the rest of the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is the domino to fall. Big time. Like the only way to put it, I think. Yep. Um, I also I think it's interesting like how much these guys are getting paid though because the whole thing about Aaron has been oh well who's going to pay him sixty mil well if Gino is getting fifty four in his first year with Seattle sixty doesn't sound that crazy Not for crazy Aaron right Rodgers right Look, so all that's yeah. happening I think is this is yeah. like helping the Green Bay Packers front office's case to a little shop. bit yeah definitely and it's funny because. You talk about the 54, it's like last offseason, remember when we were talking about an Aaron extension and it was kind of creeping towards that end, and the leak came out that, oh, Rodgers wants $50 million, and people lost their minds. And then it ends up... Remember being... that, that headline? And it was like... I lost my mind. I was like, that's crazy. Why would they do that? And then they because did. Because it's always going up. It's always yeah. going up. And here's the thing. like You blink, and two years later, whatever you sign these guys for... I guarantee you somebody else is making like exponentially more. And that's what 
agents and teams have to wrestle with. It's like, that's the market. Yeah. So if you're signing a guy for 50 million this year, in two years, whoever the top guy is, is going to sign for a lot more. So it's just, and look, I'm not saying that's the healthiest way to go about these things, but that is certainly the market that's out there. And what the market will bear is what you should be paid. And that's, I'm, I'm, uh, God bless Gino, because God knows the guy's been through yeah. a whole lot. I mean, I was here in New York when he was drafted. I don't wish that upon anybody. Uh, everything he dealt with here, but I love it. I love that he's like persevered and he's still in the league and now he's gotten paid. It's great. I think that's all. I mean, I know we could keep talking about football forever with you, um, but we will not keep you any longer. Um, Nags, thank you so much. You are one of our favorites, if not the favorite to come on and chat. Don't tell anyone else. But don't tell anyone else. Your secret is safe with me. Don't you edit that out. I know. My New York buddy, I'll have to come into the studio soon for something. Yes, 100%. Um, We'll we'll definitely have you uh, in the studio. We'll do some kind of off-season, like maybe another pre-training camp kickoff. That would be Uh, so fun. Do it. Got to do it. Um, also, we got to do something like in the city. We have to have a meetup of some kind. We, we, should, we do. We definitely for the, for, do. For the Packers fans that uh, reside in the tri-state area. For all the New Yorkers. Times. Absolutely. Um, I guess, I mean, everyone listening for sure knows where to find you. But um, just, I guess, tell everyone what you're working on. If they're not following you, where they can. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, he said. It's uh, yeah, it's cheeseheadtv.com. It's Aaron Nagler on Twitter, uh, the YouTube channel, cheeseheadtv. We're Packers, man. We're 24 7, 365. It's all we do eat, sleep, and breathe. Packers fans worldwide. It's what, we, it's what we're all about. Every single day, Monday through Friday, Packers Daily is my daily chat. Make sure you check that out on the YouTube channel. It is literally Packers fans from around the world every single day. It's a lot of fun. Amazing. You just dropped a, a little ep with Rob Domofsky, which I'm going to have to go listen to. Uh, Rob and I chatted at the Combine, and then we chatted uh, again today on YouTube. So uh, it's always good. Uh, Rob's one of my favorite people on the beat. Love Rob. Yeah. All right, Maggie, bring us home. All right. Please make sure you're following Aaron Nagler if you don't already. I can't imagine that you would somehow have stumbled upon packs that she said. Oh, there's plenty me. of reasons <laughs> and plenty of people out there not following Aaron Nagler, but I totally get. Make sure you follow Aaron Nagler. You can find the podcast at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I'm sure we'll be doing something for the draft, but that's a ways away yet. We've got to talk about these prospects first. That'll be coming in the next multiple weeks as we head into free agency and see what's going on with the Packers. Hopefully, maybe by the next time we record, we'll have some type of Aaron Rodgers news to talk about. Some decision one way or the other, but Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You can find it everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And go back up. Go back up. Go back. Go back.